Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be and perhaps enjoyed an extended weekend at home, maybe even tuning into C21 FM. Our new content community radio station went live at the end of last week, featuring a mix of music, news and interviews to keep you in the loop during social lockdown. The station's available 24-7 via c21fmradio.com and coming up in this episode are a couple of execs who featured in the opening show. Former Facebook and YouTube EMEA Head of Media Partnerships Patrick Walker shares his story of contracting and recovering from COVID-19, an experience that put him on the front of Time magazine as one of the UK's first confirmed cases. But first, Ben Silverman, chairman and co-CEO of US-based Propagate, talks with C21 Editor-in-Chief and Managing Director David Jenkinson about the challenges the company's faced with productions in multiple countries shut down and his ultimate optimism about the long-term value of entertainment. The hardest part is the human toll, clearly, which everyone um, discusses and appreciates, but it just... You know, it's sadder and sadder to watch, you know, a generation being decimated by this. Um, and then on the professional front, you know, busier than ever trying to come up with ideas and projects. Um, but most of the big companies um, have kind of frozen in uh, like deers in the headlights and aren't um, activating on uh, what's going to be needed in the future. And uh, and additionally, you know, and the saddest is all of our productions being shut down. You know, we were shooting shows in Mexico, Colombia, Iceland, Italy, Thailand, New York, and Canada. And every one of them slowly got shut down. Some with 10 days to finish. Some hadn't even started. And... The projects are frozen, which is an unbelievable strain on um, any company. Luckily, we have a really strong balance sheet, so we are trying to be as generous and um, you know focused on all of our employees as possible. But uh, the year is looking more and more lost. You know, we had uh, closed. March 11th and or 12th, you know, in there that if you the Thursday and we ended up, um, you know, coming up with forecasts. And at that time, we were hoping we could potentially be back with our studio shows in June and our kind of medium to worst case was August. Now we're thinking our best case is August and our worst case is November. So, you know, just slowly uh, evaporating in front of our eyes and challenging. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those shows that have had to go on hold? Yes. um, Well, Blood and Treasure, which we were finishing up in Thailand um, and uh, had 10 days to go, which is a CBS uh, broadcast show. Um, We make Chopped for the Food Network which is their number one franchise and our most uh, important show. And that, um, you know, got shut down as it shoots in, in Brooklyn. And um, we're shooting a, a number of Spanish language shows for Netflix in South America. 
and those all got frozen and uh we were shooting some of our new bear grill shows which you would assume would be safe because he's out in the wild but obviously you know it's a challenge with the crews so we're you know in process of of rethinking uh what it's going to be like when we begin productions again what i'm incredibly optimistic about is how essential and important entertainment is for a community in quarantine as well as in the post-covid world how much nesting has gone on during this time um, and how many people as we enter uh, this longer term quarantine are rediscovering their wives and children and and inner family and enjoying that time uh, together and so that really um, bodes well for media and entertainment in the long run, what is going to be incredibly challenging is the advertising market, as so many companies face um, real hardship, uh, and and you know feels like they'll they'll only be a few stalwarts who can really um, rise to the occasion. Europe feels harder hit than America because we are so far ahead in our streaming, and that is not only surviving but thriving and the greatest concern is the advertising base the viewership is through the roof and as i read a great article in c21 that canvassed that initial feedback from your um population it you know you you're in the right business we may not be in it in the right time at this moment but we will be uh when we return in a new normal so all of the production personnel should remain focused and bullish on their futures being strong. Politically, it, it seems to shift in all of our countries and people think one thing you know, one day and I, another thing the next. Yeah, I think um, I am no COVID expert and in the um, vacuum of real leadership right now, we have had to... Um, recreate information flow among text groups and email groups. So you end up becoming an expert and everything that our family intuitively understood and knew um, in terms of, you know, instituting more rigorous um, discipline in our household and beyond has slowly taken on, um, you know, a national version of that those measures but the bummer is like you are the first to do it and you protect yourself for three weeks but the rest of society doesn't it's like an all-or-nothing thing here and so america being obviously a federal state uh united states has you know a lot of porous uh responsibility across its various local governance and it um and, you know, on our border are states that aren't quarantining or shelter in place, and we can get in our car and drive there, or they can get in their car and drive here. So it's not, it's not like working as well as it would if there was real um, federal leadership on it. I do think America has learned from its crises in the past how to mobilize and react and support its citizenship through the economic strength and 
the government's willingness to bail out its citizens, which is happening obviously around the world, but the scale of it in the American economy is is kind of propping it up right now. And thank God, um, so many really strong local leaders are able to organize and feed those who can't feed themselves right now. And that's the, the thing I fear the most is just we have to keep um, these families fed. Ben Silverman talking with David Jenkinson for the launch of C21FMRadio.com, where he also shared the music his family's been listening to for the first of our lockdown playlists. Also featuring on C21FM last week was Patrick Walker, the former head of media partnerships for Facebook and YouTube in the EMEA region, talking to David about his experience of contracting and recovering from COVID-19 and how that's feeding into the launch of his new company, Uptime. You know, I left Facebook last year and I started a new uh, learning platform that's soon to be launched called Uptime. And, you know, we had a meeting, uh, I think it was March 2nd, a Monday morning uh, with somebody. It lasted about three hours. Didn't think anything of it. Shook the guy's hand, moved on. Um, that Friday, um, I think March 6th or so, I felt really unwell, like the flu. Uh, shivers, um, fever, uh, lower back pain, tingling in my legs. And I was just out for the weekend. Thankfully, my wife was fine. She looked after me well, and she's a naturopath and herbalist. And so I was, you know, had a lot of great love and care. Interestingly, we thought it might be kidneys because I didn't have a cough and we didn't, we don't know. We didn't know at the time what we know now, how the symptoms are actually much more diverse than we originally told, you know, and I called 111 and they said, um, it may be kidneys since you have this lower back pain. So why don't you come into A&E, right? So I go in with her, my wife on the Sunday afternoon, wait there about four hours. We take precautions wearing gloves and face masks and sitting as far away from others as we can. Um, I get the blood and urine test comes out fine. And I asked the doctor, well, could it be COVID-19? And he looks at me, he's like, well, if, if it was, you shouldn't be here. I said, well, you know, you, you guys told me to come in. So um, what should I do next? He said, well, just go rest. Um, next day, next morning, I get a phone call, an urgent phone call as I'm dropping my son off to school, just, you know, in the van. And my wife then goes to take him in and, and they say the guy we had a meeting with a week ago tested positive in Dubai, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, uh, I called my wife. I said, bring Henry back to the car. We need to go self-isolate. And uh, I called my co-founders. We shut the company down. We sent everybody home. We're set up for self in a homework. Um, and we asked everybody who had contact with me or that was in that meeting to really, you know, take a close look and see how they were doing. Turned out four or five of us started, had had these symptoms. Um, so, uh, I was fortunate to get tested um, very early around March 9th, right at the day after I found out I'd been exposed and I had the symptoms when they were still testing. Um, we went in and uh, you know, had the throat swab at midnight in Kingston Hospital, my wife, myself, and my kids. We got the results a few days later. I tested positive, my wife and kids tested negative. Very confusing, very strange. In any case, um, my symptoms dissipated and they are mostly gone but you have these sort of ongoing symptoms that are persistent, like, you know, shortness of breath. Um, but I'm mostly recovered, and as is everyone else in my company and the people that we that, that we engaged with in that period of time. Um, but it was quite a you know strange unfolding of events. And I guess I was one of the first people in the UK to have a confirmed case. Um, and so it's been fascinating uh, to be uh, involved in, in discussions like this one, but also you know, such an incredible outpouring um, of support from, from people who've also been very curious about so just how I managed to, through it. What was the most difficult thing 
dealing with it and what, what support did you get yes, i imagine the nutritional support helped you through that as well didn't they oh oh dramatically you know i'm i'm, I'm very fortunate and um it's it's interesting um the the symptoms go in a, in a funny pattern I, and i spoke to a number of friends and other colleagues of mine who um also had the virus uh and they had similar symptoms. The things you don't hear much about are symptoms like tingling in the legs and lower back pain. You know, that for me was very consistent. Tight jaw, slight metallic taste in the mouth. I didn't lose my sense of smell. I only heard about that recently and I now know people who've had that. Um, but once the main sort of flu-like symptoms pass, in my case, um, it was only about a week later after that um, where I started f feeling this tension in my chest, uh, a small cough, um, and this ongoing fatigue uh, even though it wasn't enough to kind of keep me from working or going for walks and spending time with my wife and kids in the house, um, it was there and it, 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 was, it was still there. Um, a month later now, uh, slight tightness in the chest. I'm working out again, but I'm feeling that slight little cough if I push myself a little bit too much that I wouldn't have. What we don't know is whether or not I can get it again. What, what we, I do know, I believe, at least from the, what NHS tells me, I'm not contagious, which is good but we're self-isolating in any case as if we were. Um, and we don't know if I do, get, if I were to get it again, if, is it because it's still dormant or is it because I could actually contract it again? Maybe it's a different strain. So there's so much unknown. Now, with regard to the, the self-care, um, you know, I am fortunate to live with um, a very skilled naturopath, nutritionist and um, master herbalist, right? And so she is, is trained in not curing disease, but in helping the body through natural means prepare to defend itself from any sort of illness. Part of that's lifestyle, part of that's use of herbs, part of that is um, diet. And so from the moment I was unwell, you know, I'd been given um, uh, a, a very um, thorough uh, treatment and I still continue today to take um, uh, certain herbal teas, um, taking things like reishi, uh, you know, as a means to, you know, three times a day as a means to um, strengthen my uh, immune system and eliminate my pathways for the toxins to come out of my body. Things for my cough um, and the diet we've had has been, you know, warm, most moist, regular stews, salads, um, avoiding cold drinks, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, there's a whole protocol she posted on her Instagram, Herbal, Herbal Hackers, which um, has been really, really useful, not just for ourselves, but for, for others as well who are trying to maintain what are predominantly mild symptoms at home. Um, now, of course, if somebody were to have more extreme symptoms, by all means, um, they should always be calling 111 or speaking to their doctor. And if it's particularly extreme, make sure they, they see someone. The advice from the NHS has been to the extent that your symptoms are mild or relatively mild, then to find a way to self, you know, give yourself self-care and stay at home so that you don't overtax the NHS. Uh, regardless of under underlying health problems or ages, what's your sort of learning being about, about the contagion aspect of it and how people are not just um, susceptible if they're older and, uh, and perhaps not quite as well? Yeah, well, you know, my understanding is that the, the contagion is there. There are some people that are spreading more than others for some weird reason, right? Um, and there are some people who somehow are immune or the testing doesn't pick up that maybe it's there, but it's dormant. So in my wife and kids case, I was with them nonstop. I did not self-isolate from them because I didn't know I had it during the time I was most contagious and they didn't get it. Uh, my friend and the guy I caught it from, his wife and their kids also didn't get it. So I looked at some of the data. It says there's a higher proportionality of men to women, but it doesn't mean women don't get it. Um, 
so I think people can catch it, but it's really how the body responds where the age factor seems to be um, more of an issue. So if you catch it and you're um, uh, have a have a weaker constitution or some sort of underlying um, health concerns, or if you're uh, older, then your ability to manage it is more difficult. Um, I think in most mild cases, uh, particularly with younger people, um, they have it, it comes, it goes, and and and, and they're able to manage it quite well. Um, the thing that is run, uh, the thing that baffles us is really how we could be living in such close proximity in our family and they just didn't get it at all. Um, whereas I would have a one hour lunch with somebody that week, I didn't know I had it and I was contagious and the guy I sat across with got it. <laughs> so it's very weird. Strange. Very weird. And the other thing that was super weird was, you know, you know, I got a phone call um, during the, uh, just just as I got my results from Time Magazine, who wanted to ask me about people's use of social media based on my experience with Facebook and YouTube during the time of COVID. And during the course of that interview, it came out that I myself tested positive. And the next thing I knew, they had a Time photographer at my front door who took a picture. And next thing we know, we're on the cover of Time Magazine UK for being an early case. It's something we don't take lightly at all. I mean, it's something that's extremely serious. And, and the thing that's been a little frustrating for us is you know since we've been already self-isolating for over a month is how some people still are a little bit glib even with the increased restrictions on their interaction with other people um because in our view and that the view of the people that are health workers and those that really care about that which is most people um we really need to self-isolate not for ourselves because if you're young healthy the likelihood is you will get past it is because any interaction you had could lead to somebody who is susceptible and uh, at much higher risk getting it without your knowing down the line. And I know you've been very involved in the, you know, the, the growth of social media over, over the years. Um, what do you, what, what are you seeing in that world and what do you think the consequence is for um, people and audiences and the way that they interact going forward? You know, one thing that's really remarkable about what's happening now is this, you know, Yes, we, you know, society and other, you know, we've been questioning um, in many ways the impact on society of some of the social platforms and the big tech. But this is its moment. You know, it has been for many years the place where people gather in times of need, where they fundraise, where they connect with their family, with loved ones. Um, the tools are more robust than ever, but they're also much more diversified than ever. You know, like Zoom now is is the thing for a lot of people. You know, the way in which people are using WhatsApp groups is, is exploding. Um, Facebook Messenger and being able to connect with family on new devices like the portal, you know, it's remarkable. But at the same time, the speed with which a lie can go around the world or bad information is frightening, you know, and the old Mark Twain, uh, you know, paraphrase his quote is like, by the time a lie travels around the world, the truth is putting his shoes on. And I have been appalled at some of the Facebook and, and chat group, but particularly WhatsApp groups I've been in where people are just sharing the same absolute rubbish on what the symptoms are or videos or advice or things that are just not based on thoughtfulness. It's just like, oh, interesting, share, right? And so there's never been a greater need both for these platforms, but also for people to practice some sense of you know discipline and sense making. And, and what's clear to me is that a lot of people just don't have that skill set. And that is why I'm building the company I'm building, because I just identified there was a need for people to have a safe, curated place to learn stuff. But but people still on all these platforms, you know, you can't put it on the platforms because that's impossible to police. People have to be thoughtful on how they make sense of information and not just share. If somebody sends you something that says, oh, my God, it's 5G's fault. Right. It's like, OK, let's step back, you know, or somebody says, oh, this video got put up by so and so. It tells you what you should do. No, you know, first and foremost, 
look at it, do some research, map that against some things that you can learn from more verifiable sources and definitely don't send something around if it doesn't have a source. How many times have you seen something being sent around and it actually has no source or it's, this is what Bill Gates said. It wasn't actually Bill Gates, you know, and you see it come up even on the press and then take it down a day later because they recognize it was a hoax. Yeah. So um, we have to be vigilant as individuals because this is like real world harm. If you start sharing stuff around that's that's unverified or or in many cases, what's going around causes unnecessary fear and panic. It's like fear fomenting rubbish. Then you're causing not just potential risk to people's understanding the situation, but you're creating mental anguish and distress beyond what people are already feeling for legitimate reasons that they need more uplifting means of, of getting good information to manage the situation. Tell me about, about the, the plan for that business and how this has perhaps changed your, your sort of trajectory on it or. Yeah. Well, you know, time is a, um, it's, it's a, it's a learning platform. It's a video based learning platform. That's very much focused on, um, connecting people with expert knowledge, uh, connecting people with information content from, you know, reliable, trustworthy experts and knowledge organizations, media organizations um, that will help them live a more meaningful, sustainable life. It's about inspiring people to be empowered and learn and grow. And and importantly, it's about inspiring people to through self-directed learning to contribute to a better world. And so we focus everything we do on, you know, is care for oneself, care for others and care for the world in which we live. And so interestingly, um, you know, it was over a year ago that I thought and my co-founders and I got together. We're like, you know, the world really could benefit from something like this as a complement to all the things that exist today. Um, and now it's interesting with um, what's happening is, you know, we're seeing even more pronounced way um, how important it is that we have trustworthy, reliable um, ways to, to get information that that it's not all algorithm based that's optimizing for your time, but that we're actually thinking carefully about optimizing for people's minds and we're optimizing for their well-being and that's what we're doing so of course it's tough for, for us as a new business um, we have to tighten our belts but we're fortunate to have um, great backers and we're well funded but we are needing to pivot we need to you know circle the wagons and make sure we're delivering we have been uh, on a very tight schedule we're taking the product out on the apple app store on um april 22nd earth day is a soft launch which is great we just got approved by apple for that um, so we'll be just, you know, one more place, one more voice, one more opportunity for people to go to a safe, reliable, trusted place to get, you know, five a day for the brain. It's really kind of how we're designing it. Um, but it's the beginning of our journey. And one thing that's been remarkable is the experts. We have about 70 experts so far that are on the platform. They've been writing and reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I just self shot this, you know, five tips on, you know, better brain health during times of uncertainty or, you know, how to slow down at home. Uh, and so there's been a real explosion of um, people reaching out to participate and um, join in this movement to share meaningful, uplifting, supportive, um, trustworthy information. How do you think the world's going to work its way back from this? And um, what's your sort of thoughts on a timescale for things being back to some sort of normal? Oh, my, you know, um, I'm no expert at all in any of this stuff, I think. Um, but I, I just think we have to, on a personal level and a societal level, just kind of really rethink our our habits from what we consume, um, where we get stuff, uh, our, our, you know, and, and in a way, whilst a lot of people will be hit, you know, with, with economic um, uncertainty and a lot of difficulties ahead, um, you know, uh, we are, uh, I think, able to at least recognize and um, focus on the things that matter most, 
um, think about sourcing foods locally. Um, think about spending more time with our loved ones and using some of the downtime to upgrade ourselves and our knowledge of the world and, and things around us. Um, I believe that we will come out on the other side, a uh, stronger, more capable society that will, for the next type of situation such as this, hopefully be better prepared. Because I do think that, you know, people have been quite glib in, 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 in accepting um, the, the, the risk and the potential of something like this occurring. Um, but I'm optimistic that we will utilize a lot of the great thinking and knowledge that has led us to um, build some incredible technology and capabilities to utilize that perhaps in a more thoughtful, conscious way. That's my hope. Patrick Walker talking with David Jenkinson as part of the launch for C21FMRadio.com, our new 24-7 community radio station featuring a mix of music, news and interviews to keep you in the loop during social lockdown. That's all for today's episode. There'll be more from the podcast tomorrow, but in the meantime, stay safe and stay up to date with all the latest international TV industry developments by following C21 online on mobile and social media. Thanks for listening.